Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I am currently recording this in a gorgeous cafe in the middle of a rice field. So you can probably hear crickets and birds and frogs and ducks. They are all around. So who knows what noises will come out. But as this is a raw, unedited, unpodcast, I thought it would make sense to be out and about and be sharing from the real place. I don't have any setup or any professional thing. So here I am in a rice field. Anything is possible, right? What I want to talk about today is about following what feels good. And I really want to talk about this because right now, during lockdown, during this wild, uncertain time of our lives, I know for me, for sure, for my clients, for friends and family and communities, we are being invited to see, we're being shown, we're having revealed to us what feels good for us how we want to be operating in the world, how we want to be spending more of our time, we're getting to really see what are some of the things that are not working, are not feeling good in the way that we run our day-to-day lives, that are really making us feel, in some respects and in some conversations that I've had, People talking about, I don't want this to end. I'm really enjoying the time that I have. And what that kind of response makes us to think about when it comes to, well, how does life usually look? You know, what needs to change in your actual life based on this experience that you've had in which you've really realised what feels good, what you enjoy doing. And... It is quite a beautiful thing that we have been able to see this during this time, that we've been able to take some real time out to really have revealed to us, how do I want my life to look? What do I want my days to feel like? We've been given this evidence of this would feel quite nice to be able to do this every day. This would feel a really nice pace in which to work or live or be. And this has certainly been a beautiful question that I've been able to ask of myself in, well, how do I bring this into the new version of my life? How do I bring this beautiful pace? Because it is not necessarily the lockdown or the... COVID-19 or the experience of what is going on in the world that is the difference. What the difference is how much permission I am able to give to myself about resting more, about chilling out more, about getting up at a time that feels good, about only working a certain amount of hours a day. You know, and for many of us, that's what it's down to. It's about what permission do we give to ourselves in our lives to actually do the things that feel good more of the time, that we spend our days 
doing things for many people that we don't actually want to do, that don't feel good. And at this time, we've seriously been invited to stop, to drop, to take a breath and to reassess. Right now, for many people, it has been such a time to step back and take a look at what do they enjoy doing and what do they want and need more of in their usual lives. I know for me, it's absolutely been about being so much more than doing. It has been such a beautiful opportunity to rest more to be more creative, to do more of the things that I love, that I have built a business and a schedule around in order to support me to do, and yet the permission piece had been missing, giving ourselves permission to do more of the things that we love to do. So for me, things like writing... I love being creative, writing, feeling what flows out of me. But it's not something that I put as a priority in my day-to-day life. At least it hadn't been until this time, to this invitation to be more creative, to do more writing, to lean into what feels good. For me, it's also singing. I love to sing, I love music, and I'd forgotten how much that plays such a big part of my life. And right now, creating gorgeous playlists, recording songs, writing, being with that creativity is something, again, that would be put on the back burner, that would be put on for one of those days when I have time or when I have the energy. And actually, that very much needs to be right now because this is life. It's happening right now. We don't need to wait until we get to this certain place before we do the things that we love, before we do the things that feel so good, that literally light up ourselves, light up our souls, make us tingle, make us feel so good. Isn't that what being alive is all about isn't that what living is all about following the things that feel good and doing those things more of the time this week me and my friends have been sharing excerpts from our diary entries from when we were 14 and 15 years old and the laughter that has occurred, the memories, and most importantly, the connection that we have created across seas, across the other side of the world, in different villages, villages, different cities. We have created this bubble of connection and laughter, and it has been such an amazing time. We spent the entire day laughing. And those are those things that feel so good, that light us up, that are part of those blissful moments of life that feel joyous, that fill us up, that fill up our bodies. And these are the things, and this is what I'm coming to learn more and more, the things that we're doing in lockdown. Maybe it's more reading than you've done before. Maybe it's spending time with the people that you love more than ever before. 
Maybe it's having conversations on a deeper level than you have before. Maybe it's just taking a moment and taking a walk in the beautiful countryside and just doing that. Maybe it's getting creative and cooking, making new recipes. All these beautiful things that people are doing so much more of. Notice that these are the things that don't cost us anything. Notice that these are the things that are totally free and that we totally create for ourselves. These are the things that bring us the most joy. These are the things that make us feel good, that light us up, that fill us with bliss, that make life worth living, that make us feel purposeful and creative and full of life and vibrant and in tune with the world, something greater, in tune with ourselves, in tune with the people that we choose to surround ourselves with. These are things that don't cost any money. These are those things that are so natural to us that we're so drawn to doing. And we spend all of this time on the other side doing, being busy, doing our work, making the money, wearing ourselves out, getting so exhausted with the busyness of our schedules and our life and our things to do and our to-do lists that we don't make time or have the energy for these things that are so natural and don't cost anything. We're making all of this money or putting all of our energy into pursuing something when what if everything that we ever truly want or need, the things that really bring us that sense of joy and purpose, have been right under our noses this whole time. And there is a little story that I love that illustrates this really well. And this is about the American executive who, in an old joke, arrives on a beach on a beautiful island. The executive strolls down to the beach and notices a fisherman rowing into shore. His boat is chock full of fish and the executive asks him what he's doing. The fisherman replies, I've been fishing. I'm going to have a barbecue on the beach with my friends. I'll play guitar and sing and hang out on the beach. And then in the evenings, I'll dine with my wife under the stars. That's crazy, says the executive. You've caught so many fish. I can invest in you and we'll sell the fish and make a ton of money. Why would I want to do that? says the fisherman. Well, in a few months, we could invest the profits and buy a bigger boat and make even more money. Why would I want to do that, says the fisherman. Well, in a few years, we could invest the profits and open a factory on the beach and process our own fish and make even more money, says the executive. And why would I want to do that, says the fisherman. Well, with all the profits from that, you could eventually retire early and then you could go fishing because you love it. And then you could have a barbecue on the beach with your friends. And you could play guitar and sing and hang out on the beach. And then in the evening, you could dine with your wife under the stars. And I realise I'm being ever so philosophical. That I am talking in this way about purpose and about the things that make life worth living. But if this hasn't been a time to stop and drop and reassess that... What does that look like? What do we want that to feel like then? I just don't know what is. 
And I also just feel really called to share this message as I'm standing in the middle of a rice field in Bali, watching the sunset with a bright shining Venus star in front, feeling so immersed in what is, so immersed in connection, in having this time to really assess what do I want life to look like? What do we all really treasure and value so deeply, but often have been conditioned out of doing, have assumed that when we become adults and we have responsibilities that we must not do those things anymore, that those things that we used to love and thrive on and enjoy in childhood can no longer be. But who made those rules? Who told us that? Who taught us that? Because whoever it was, we're proving very much now that that's not true. That those are still the things that bring us joy. That those are still the things that make us feel alive. And those are still the things that connect us to ourselves, to our humanness, and often to something greater than us too. Even recording this podcast is something that takes me back to my childhood when I used to love taping songs from the radio, the UK Top 40 every Sunday, or where I would record radio shows with my friends. I would have them over and interview them. It takes me right back to that time where I was following what I loved, what just naturally felt really good to me. And even in doing this has been such a great opportunity to go back to that. And there may be some irony in this, that in last week's episode, I was talking about money and creating money. But essentially, what comes behind my philosophy around making money, if you're thinking, yeah, that's all very well to follow what feels good and follow my bliss, but how do I make any money from that, please? I can't just do this all the time. And the thing is, is that when you follow what feels good, the money will come. When you follow what feels good, it is that energy that brings in the people that you want to be around, that brings in the clients that you want to work with, that brings in the inspiration and the ideas and the creativity and brings in those downloads of, oh my gosh, I could do this and then I could sell this. The things that give you that courage to go, I created this thing and then you show it to someone and they want to buy it and before you know it, they've referred it to all their friends and your business begins. And at the same time, this isn't just about making money from doing what you love because this is about doing things that you love for the sake of doing things that you love following your creativity because it feels good being connected and spending more time with your family and friends and laughing into the night together because it feels good because That's the whole point, because isn't that what this thing is that we're pursuing, craving, looking for? That actually we don't need 
very much in terms of material things in order to fully live. But this also doesn't mean that not wanting those material things. It means what feels good to you. And so this is an invitation right now. As things start to shift and change, and whenever you are listening to this in the future, to really check in with what are some of those things that you love to do? What are those things that put you into a sense of flow, where time stands still, where you put your head down to do something and before you know it, an entire day has gone and you've been lost in that. You've been lost in the creation, in the being, in the laughter, in the creating, in the exploring, in the following, in the feeling good. What are those things that bring you joy? And for a lot of people that I speak to, they've actually lost a sense of that. They don't really know anymore. They might have been on this path or this pursuit in work and busyness, maybe children, and they've become detached from themselves. They've forgotten what it is they truly enjoy. And something that really supported me to really get in tune and in touch with what were those things that I enjoyed was really exploring, well, what were the things that I enjoyed as a child? What did I spend my summers or my time doing? What were the things that came so naturally to me that I didn't overthink? I didn't think about how they were going to make me any money. I didn't think about what they meant for me or how productive I was being. I just followed what felt good. And they were things like making up songs, dancing, making up different dances, being with friends and laughing, singing, creating beautiful music, recording podcasts, essentially radio interviews, writing stories, chatting to people, making people feel good, having fun. These were the things that, for me, as a child, were my favourite things to do. Reading incredible stories that took me on these adventures and helped me to be in another world for a little while. These were the things that lit up my soul, that I loved to do, that made me so expressive that I couldn't wait to explore or do or experience. And these are the things that right now, when I give myself permission to, are still the things that bring me so much joy. When I get into my body and out of my head, when I'm not thinking about what will this achieve, where will this lead, what will the purpose be, when I'm being and doing those things for the sake of them feeling good is when magic happens. So this is an invitation for you to think about what were some of those things that you loved doing as a child? Create a list, a vision board, a brainstorm, something beautiful to remind you of the things that you loved to do. Maybe for you it was drawing or 
singing or making up stories, making up shows. Maybe it was baking and cooking. Maybe it was drawing pictures or painting. Really trace things back to when you were a child and I will almost guarantee that it will at least bring you a thread back to some of those things that you used to love and that you likely will still love when you get out of your own way, when you get out of your head and thinking that they need to have a purpose and when you just give them a try, pick them back up again and ease into for the purpose of them feeling good. This is a beautiful way to also start finding your purpose and to start thinking about what would really fulfill you in your work as well. But that is another podcast for another day. Right now, this is about leaning into what feels good just because it feels good. And so, as I am here, now in the dark, in the middle of a rice field, looking up at this incredible sky with the beautiful stars out on this incredible planet that we live on that is hurtling through space, which is pretty incredible in itself. This is my reminder, or even my call to you, to zoom way, way, way out. Zoom way out in the future. Really zoom out on that perspective of where you are right now. What do you want to be saying to yourself? What do you want to be really knowing that you followed, that you loved, that you enjoyed? What do you want to be experiencing more of? What are you going to be so glad that you did? I would love to hear from you. I would love to hear what are some of the things that you have learned about what you love to do? What are some things that you might have picked back up or explored or taken up during this time or ever? What are some of the things that you have lost connection with but that you know used to really light you up when you were little that you would love to pick back up again? You can head over to at Sophie French UK over on Instagram. I would love to receive your direct messages or tag me in any of your posts. I love to hear when people are following things that feel good. Some of the things that supported me as I navigated this new way of seeing the world of what you're allowed to do things that you used to do as a child you're allowed to do things that feel good just for the sake of it when I was in a space where that was absolutely not part of my belief system I thought we had to be a sensible grown-up and do boring things that's absolutely not the case this is our lives and some of the resources that I used for that were a book called The Desire Map by Danielle Laporte. It is so beautiful, really about reconnecting with the things that light up your soul. It's essentially setting goals from a place of soul. So I highly recommend that. The second is a beautiful book called Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. And it takes us on a journey of creativity and how to really get out of our own way when it comes to being creative and doing things that spark our soul. 
And there you have it, my philosophical stargazing episode, which feels really cool to be doing. So thank you for tuning in. I hope that this has given you some insight, some food for thought, and some ways to really start reassessing or even simply capturing some of the things that you have learned that you want to do more of in your life. Where can you be giving yourself more permission to do the things that light you up, to do the things that feel good? Because that is where true magic happens. That is where your true essence is. That is where your energy comes alive. And when you are in that space, miracles begin to happen. People reach out to you. Opportunities open up in ways that you can't even imagine and that you don't even need to imagine because they simply happen just because you said yes to following more of what feels right for you. I really hope that you have enjoyed this and I look forward to hearing from you and I will see you next time on the Back Yourself Don't Attack Yourself podcast.